Welcome to the Mayor's Spotlight. On this month's episode, we're taking a look at the three bond propositions you'll find on the ballot for the upcoming May 6th election. Today, I am joined by Angie Smith. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you, Mayor. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here and answering some questions and telling the public about what's coming up this May. I'm excited. I'm excited about our facilities bond election coming up. Yes. So we have a very important facilities bond election. One of those being for Proposition A is for the facilities, the public safety safety administration, and then charter election amendments, and then the general election, which is our council seats. Yes. Right. So I'll kick off facilities. I know Laura has been here to talk about charter amendments. So we have three propositions coming up in May for facilities. Proposition A is the public safety facility. Proposition B is the animal shelter. And then Proposition C is finishing out Hereford Park. Let's talk a little bit about the process. So in 2018, the 28-2015 bond paid for a facilities assessment. And so Brinkley Sergeant Wingenton went out and did six major facilities, talked to staff, really planned for build out in 2029. There was an ad hoc committee appointed by city council to meet from April of 22 to December of 22 and get the public's input on prioritizing the facilities. So they did 30 events, they did a survey, they invested a lot of time in talking to our residents and our and our citizens to make sure that they had information from them about what their priorities were. That was super important to city council to know what did our citizens want to build first. How many how many conducted the survey? How many citizens? There were about 480 that completed it. We had over 500 that started it, but when it was all said and done, we had 480 full responses to the entire survey. You know, that's pretty good for a survey that's put out by the local government, right? It is great. <laughs> it is so much higher than anything else we've done in the past. So yeah. there was a lot of input and there was a lot of interest in what our citizens wanted to see. That's very good. In December, they came to council, as you know, and showed the priorities. Overwhelmingly, the number one and number two were the public safety station and the animal services facility, the animal shelter. And then in February, council called the bond election for May the 6th to go along with our charter election and our general council election. This is the location. The location is going to be there at PGBT. So it's just south of yes. the high school. Yes, Miller and, Heights. And the city owns a large piece of land there that runs from the service road all the way to the lake adjacent to Miller Heights and then up. Yep. And so the proposal is to build on the far further western portion of the property on the front half right and bsw brinkley sergeant is now working on that layout and as you know that property drops off just a little bit as you go toward the high school and they're really looking at how they can use that area to put in some parking right there's a lot of parking that has to come with a public safety facility both public parking and parking for all the police cars and so they're really working on how to get that slant and not have to do an extensive amount of dirt work because they can use kind of how that property naturally falls off for parking for police cars. So yeah, that's, that's the, that's the potential location. We've got a a facility layout coming this week, early this week. So we'll have that available for the public as well. And as I said, there's going to be two facilities that go there. Well, so I'm sorry. So if you can go back to the last slide, yes. So the public Safety facility, the location. So as mayor, I've been receiving a couple of questions about the location and and why why there. So 
I could just say from my perspective, the location, first off, we already own all of this. This is a large piece of city property. And and two, the access is pretty easy. You're right off of the service road. You can get on and off the exit ramp right there. So for our officers who are leaving the station, they have an easier way to get across the city. And it's sort of centralized in the city as well, which is a bonus. And so, you know, some were asking, why didn't we, you know, tear down our current building and build a new one? Well, where are we going to go until then? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's a little difficult. <laughs> so, it's not as easy as that, but I did want to provide that perspective on why there. It, it is honestly the best location. We looked at several, as you know, and this one really rose to the top because of its centralized location easy in and out, both for the public and for our staff and officers. And we own it. And we own it, which is huge, right? We own a large piece of property there that kind of makes an L shape. And so it made the most sense to use this corner and and infrastructure wise too, the easiest place to get infrastructure. So let's talk first about the public safety facility. Our current police station is located at 4401 Rowlett Road. That has administration, it has detention, it has our evidence facility there. Currently, we have about 2,400 square foot. When Brinkley Sargent did the study, they expected in 2029, we would need closer to 73,000. We're kind of settling a little bit in the middle at a proposed square footage of about 56,000. These facilities will be designed with the ability to grow when the time comes for them to grow, to be able to expand that facility for build out to hit that 72,000 that would be needed at build out. Um, Funny story, when we took over the building we're currently in in 1994, 39 sworn officers. Today, we have 105 sworn officers and 37 civilian staff. So we have almost as many civilians this now as we did back in 1994. And so that building has just really, really served its purpose and lived its life. FBI statistics say the national average is 2.4 officers per thousand residents. Relic currently sits at 1.5. And as you know, council has made a priority the last couple of years to hire additional police officers. Four, two years ago, eight last year. And again, this year, that's a priority or has been a priority for council to add more officers. And we're running out of space. It's plain and simple. Well, when we went on that facilities tour, I've been in the PD many times for various reasons, meetings, whatever. And this was the first time that, you know, kind of went behind the scenes of the operation and looked at every room in the building and and every room is being used. It's, it's maximized. They've maximized the use as much as they've could. They've squeezed as many desks, as many chairs into one closet that used to, you know, used to be a closet now as an office as they could. And we're truly to a point now where if we hire another detective or another records person or another administrative person for the chief's office, there is nowhere to put them. There absolutely isn't. Uh, so we're we're at a, a kind of a breaking point here is yeah. we've got to make a decision. Are you know are we going to move into a new facility or are we going to have to be We'll, we'll have to see. That's yeah. kind of what those yeah, things are where it's kind of like, okay, wait a second. We're literally out of room. <laughs> like you cannot yeah. get any more people in that facility than we have. And we're going to have to do something. Right. So this, you know, this was a great option to get this on the yeah. and, and And also, you know, hiring more officers is not really a, a, a choice. We have to do it. Um, got to keep up with that population. Uh, we, we've got to keep up with the population. You know, crime is on the rise in, in the country. And so, you know, there's no question we need more officers. Our, our question is, where do we put the lockers? Where do we right. put the storage? Where do we put the equipment? 
right now that's that's where Parking. we're at right it's it's a it's a serious problem and i think if our residents saw it with their own eyes they would really um grasp the seriousness of the situation and and so with that is there going to be a future opportunity for the public to see this with their own eyes so we're going to cover that a little later in the podcast but we have a tour coming up on april the 22nd gotcha okay so the other thing in that public safety facility currently on Rowlett Road is courts, municipal courts, and they have the actual courtroom, they have offices, and, and they too have just maximized the use of their space. Absolutely. As staff has grown over the years, they are working out of closets, right? And and every available area is taken up. Courts currently has about 3,700 square foot. Their proposal is about 9,700, 9,300 square foot. Parking is the big issue for courts right now. We only have about 25 public parking spaces, and that gets taken up really, really quickly on a court day because the officers are parked behind the facility. So only public parking is limited. The, The additional department that would go into this facility is fire admin. Our admin is currently housed at the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road. When I started in 2012, the facility was in horrible condition and it was Parks Admin. Yeah. So <laughs> it hasn't gotten any better, obviously. It's costing us a ton to maintain it just to keep right. the doors open. Um, security, we've had to do a lot of security improvements. Um, fire Admin houses our fire chief, our assistant fire chiefs, our fire marshal, fire inspectors, that group. And they just are working in conditions that have some issues and parking there. Again, there's not enough parking for staff in their parking lot. Right. I, I, I remember when I was, you know, this little going to the fire, well, was the parks, yep. the parks department and thinking this is pretty old. And then I remember the, <laughs> the little a rock garden yeah, between yeah. them. Yeah. So, oh, which is gone crazy. now, but I, so I'm in that facility probably once a week, once every other week. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm always kind of mm, uncomfortable with the building. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when, when a freight train goes by, uh, the whole Wind building kind of shakes, yeah. right? It feels like there's 100%. an earthquake. And there are some efficiencies in combining these, right? They're shared spaces, that really help. It's why we put the three together in one facility and why the facility is the size it is so that each of these groups get get the room they need. But then there's also the ability to share some space. So you're not doubling up on conference rooms and training rooms and those kinds of things. And again, additional personnel, right? We, we've added inspectors, we've added fire marshals over the last few years, and we're just out of room. So these are really, you know, some of the issues that they're having is, as we talked about, inadequate space, not enough parking, locker rooms, we don't have enough locker rooms for the officer we have the officers we have today. We're actually short locker space. And so, you know, that's a huge issue and and they spend 12 hours on a shift and they need to have their own space. Substandard work areas. I'm going to show you some pictures of kind of what's going on layout in courts, right? That was set up pre-2020 when court spaces were much, much larger than they are today with virtual courts and different things like that, parking issues. We take over the life message parking area when we have a a jury duty call Mm -hmm. because there's just not enough parking space. Same with fire admin. Those facilities have just outlived their useful life. Here's some pictures, uh, Mayor, of the different facilities. You've been in our records office. You've seen Mm -hmm. we've taken them and just stuffed them as much as we can with the staff that we have, that it requires us to do business, but we're out of room. Uh, Our police evidence building, as you know, it's getting a significant amount of work, but 
we're, we're doing the minimum to get us through until we can get them somewhere different just because it's it's currently not safe and we need to get that in a safe yeah, condition. The, the evidence building is, is horrid. Yeah. It's a horrid situation. <laughs> and, and you see there, like that's, that's our <clears throat> uniforms. That's where our policemen get their uniforms from and where all the evidence of every case is stored. Our fire admin building is there. Our 911 communication center, we just got a huge grant, about a $700,000 grant to upgrade technology, which we will be able to move with us. But- they live in a dungeon. They are jam-packed in a dungeon with well, no windows. Th- this is another thing where if we hire, well, it, it, we cannot have, if we had yeah. another position on shift. Yeah, they'd be working in the hallway. We wouldn't have a place <laughs> yes. for them to go. If I see the photo there, the wood continues off, yes. to rot and fall. Yeah. <laughs> and squirrels, there's, sometimes there's little yeah. treats, like little treats left behind by squirrels. Yeah. We're, we're doing some work to some of these buildings, and right. but I don't want that to overlap the fact that we need new ones because really what we're doing is the minimum repair we can do to keep the building functional. And then again, the police office is there. You can see we've taken one office and put three people in it. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever worked in an office like that, but it gets real loud and real tight real quick <laughs> i think i i may be mistaken i'm probably mistaken here but that kind of looks like the report writing room i believe it is and so what happens is after an incident or an arrest the officer yep. has to go up there and write a report usually takes over an hour to do and so if we've had a busy day well we Place can only we can only fit three yep to do report writing 100%. so you know, you could have officers there way past their shift and filling out a report. So Wait, not conducive. Yeah. So the next one, Proposition B, is the animal services facility. As you know, our animal services is busy, right? They handle all the intake and adoption of lost and found pets. They provide low-cost spay, neuter, and vaccination clinics. They respond to nuisance, nuisance complaints. So anytime somebody calls in and says, hey, I have a loose dog, we have an animal bite, that's our animal services team that responds to that. They administer our pet registration program, Rowlett. Your pet is supposed to be registered if you didn't know that. So they, they administer that. They do special events. They work with our volunteer organizations and Texas Parks and Wildlife. Our animal shelter has been code red since March of 2022. We have 24 kennels currently. The minute we had 18 dogs, we're at Code Red, and we have not been out of Code Red since March of 2022. Yep, it's un- it's just unbelievable. Some of these shouldn't have been pet owners COVID. out there, <laughs> right? And yeah, we're very thankful that we haven't had to put an animal down due to capacity issues and i don't remember the last time that happened but we Um, only do that because we have a great foster program right thank you to friends of (laughs) rallied animals Uh, all of our fosters we have cat fosters we have dog fosters and i think i think they have 40 there's 40 there's there were 40 average in 2022 but at one point we were as high as 67 animals in foster care wow it's the only way we keep our live release rate of 95 percent, which is unheard of there's there aren't many shelters that can meet that those people are 99% live release rate for dogs. It is enormous. It is so awesome. So if you're a foster and you're watching this, thank thank you you. so, so much on behalf of the animals and on behalf of the city council and on behalf of the citizens. That's really appreciated. We don't want to ever have to get to a point where we're having to put any animals down due to capacity and the the spaces i don't i don't remember when this building was built but it was back in a time when our population was was we've been in there a long time yeah i mean it it was i don't know what forty thousand people yeah i mean 
So, Probably. Yeah. And, you know, they share a space with Public Works. So they only right. have one small end of that facility. We can talk about that. Currently, it's about 3,900 square foot. We are looking at about 9,200 square foot with the ability to expand. You know, some challenges with the Animal Services Department, and we'll talk a little bit about their needs, but they have very complex mechanical systems, right? There's small spaces, but it's a it's a much higher price because of the kennels and the, the air systems that have to go in it. The drainage and drainage. the floors have to be a certain yep. way. Security. Yeah, which secure. is huge. Yep. So backup then, generator for the power outages, just yeah. in case, and all the laws, right, and all mm-hmm. the state regulations and requirements that they have to follow. As I said, right now we have twenty-four dog kennels with ninety-two hundred square foot. We're going to be able to have, you know, closer to thirty-six to forty dog kennels, so much more room. And this isn't just a Rowlett problem, Mayor. It is mm-hmm. a problem across the nation right now with right. with animal services. But it gives us, you know, new outdoor kennels, new exercise yard, and a lot more space to be able to take care of our animals. We talk a little bit about their current conditions. As you know, they just don't have enough space, right? They The fencing and the gates on the outdoor kennels are in dire need of repair. There's drainage issues outdoors. They, our friends group, worked with us to put shade coverings over the existing kennels and turf, and both are just destroyed. They weren't built to have that, and that is a huge issue because... Imagine your dog gets in the backyard. What's the first thing he does? Dig, right? right. And and that turf just gets torn up because we did our best with what we had. And and putting down a, a turf in the, I don't know, what would you call it? The professional way or the, the, yep. the proper way is extremely expensive. It it, is. It's, you don't just lay turf over dirt, although that's what we had to do here. To keep them from being um, a muddy mess. Yeah. To keep, so we didn't have an option, but to do it this way, because yeah. also the, the, the price issue of putting down permanent turf, although I think that's something that we're looking we at are working funding on Absolutely. Um, in the interim. Some temporary issues. Temporary issues to fix. I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but when this building was built, that there was outdoor kennels installed with that. I think all that's of the outdoor stuff no, is came later. out, you know, was yep. after the fact and wasn't, it was probably done by volunteers yep. or staff. Yeah, uh, right. And so, yeah. It's we, just grown a lot, right? right? It's grown a lot since they took over this facility probably in the 90s. So, yeah. Rowlett's gotten a little bigger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, also you can see there we've got pictures of our cat kennels and that's a very tight area. There's inadequate space for intake and bathing and storage. All of our kennels were full. All of our indoor kennels were full. And, you know, it's it's a lot, and it's something that that these guys take in a lot of animals and do a lot of. You know, we've had a ton of of loose animals that they've been taking care of. It is attached to the public works building off of Industrial Street, and there's just no way to expand it in its current location. Kind yeah, of landlocked. Uh, well, <laughs> they are, and public works needs more yard space pretty badly, and so by moving animal services to their own separate building at another location allows public works to expand, which solves another, another problem. problem. Uh, so this, this isn't, you know, this isn't just solving the animal services issue. It's also allowing public works to expand, which is also much needed for them. Yep, absolutely. And then proposition C, Herforth Park. So as you know, this is near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. having been the previous Parks and Rec director. This built this park was built in 1970 and for a lot of years served as the youth baseball complex for Rowlett. Right. It was like kind of before Community Park. This it was, was our Community yes, Park. Yes, right. this was. Right. And then Community Park got built and they had adult softball and girls softball 
for, for many, many years. And in 2011, we had the opportunity to actually take our youth baseball program and move it to Community Park, which is much better served Absolutely. to fit that, that activity. And so while it was expanded a little bit in the 80s, it's kind of been stagnant since then. In 2018, we took two of the t-ball fields, if you will remember, with a partnership from the Saxe nonprofit group. And Saxe Park Pals, right? Saxe yeah. Park Pals, $30,000 that they had raised. And thousands of hours of volunteer yeah. time to build a dog park, it's amazing. which was huge. And and it gets used every single day. Um, mm-hmm. We're one of the only I'm lit. I'm out there like probably several times a week. It's yeah. super cool. <laughs> we're one of the only lit dog parks in the entire Metroplex, which is a really? huge feature. Yeah, it's a super cool deal. So, but as you know, we funded phase one in 2018, I believe, and that is under construction now. And we'll, I'll show you some pictures of that. But this would finish phases two and three. And phases two and three really have all the amenities in the park. So phase two is some additional land sculpting. Um, This will be our future event space. Um, You know, we have lots of parking downtown and the ability to get people to this location much easier than the location behind Wet Zone. And so this will be potentially our future big event space and it will be set up to do that. But an adventure playground for the kiddos, pickleball courts, new tennis courts, open lawn area, kind of a turfed open lawn that can be used for anything, potentially a splash pad, a half court basketball. And then phase three is closer to the front and it's more lawn space and a game lawn and an agility court. So think American Ninja Warrior for adults and kids to go out and, you know, get some physical activity. And then the Main Street Plaza, the dog park will stay, but it will get some revamp. It's It has been loved to death oh, the last yeah. five years. It just popped up on my memory that it was five years ago that we opened it. It's amazing. It's already been five doesn't years. Doesn't seem possible, wow. honestly. Absolutely doesn't seem possible. But it's been loved to death. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it needs shade and it needs some other amenities out there. And it's just time for it to, to get a little umph. Yeah. So the, the dog park, is that going to significantly reduce in size or kind of maintain its feel of being more open it, and larger than others? It will others? maintain its feel of being more open. It will be a little bit smaller. We have a lot of unused space yeah. out there kind of in the far reaches of yeah. that park, but because it gets used as much as it does, it will likely be even larger than it is in these pictures because these pictures were done in 2018. And we've right. just seen the love oh, and yeah. use that park has gotten. Well, and it's huge. I, I always hear the the compliments from people about the size of the dog park. Yeah. And it, you know, it's one of those, one of the only ones that are that large in, the, in the area. So there's people that travel from Give those babies far outside to, around. to come to our dog park. And then I see, it looks like there's, is that a splash pad up there? At the front is kind of like a... No, I mean um, to the back. To the back, yes. There is a splash pad included in in phase two, which is super awesome. It's something we don't have in Rowlett. Seen a lot of success in other cities with it. So the Parks and Rec team, and and I know city council spent a lot of time coming up with a plan that works. (laughs) A lot of time. And and I think we started this when I first started, right? And then it finally got approved in 2020. How many renditions... I man, a dozen. There I was, think there probably, was probably a, a dozen. dozen. I was so happy in the middle of 2020 when this May of 2020 when this came to city council and we finally got a thumbs up. It was it was a good day for Parks and Rec and a good day for our city because this is super cool and it will yeah. really make downtown the place to be because it yeah. will be a a brand new super set up with a lot of features that we don't have now. And that was one of, you know, Latera when they did this, that was one of their focus was what can we do down here that's not anywhere else so to draw people. Tell me about the tennis court situation. Looks like there's there's 
What is that? There, <laughs> so there's two tennis courts, and, and we currently have four, but tennis has, has slowed down a little bit, and there are eight or ten pickleball courts. So oh, this is kind of okay. a rendition, but you know, as we get closer, then we go out and talk to the public yeah. about really what do we need and look at our current usage. But pickleball, pickleball is, has oh taken off, as yeah. you know. We did lesson, remember we did mm-hmm. that <laughs> when we first started all this. So pickleball has just taken off. And our current situation is we're using tennis courts for pickleball, and we've lost our one big tournament that we had because right. we just don't have enough space for those folks. This will open that up. It expands that parking lot in the back a little bit and really gives us access to start hosting outdoor tournaments again like we've done in will the Will those be shaded ball courts? Potentially, yes. So okay. as I said, we will. this is just kind of the pretty drawing. And then, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened since 2020. We've gone right. to lit and shaded. And, you know, you can do that with pickleball. It tends to be a lower ball sport instead of tennis that's a little higher. So we definitely have to look at all those things. Right. And then at phase three, tell me what's happening at phase three. Phase three, there's the game lawn. There's an agility course. So there is a facility there that we could run concessions out of. We could rent equipment. We could run a snack bar, really be able to bring people in and then kind of the general just hangout area. That's something that a lot of parks have done. What you see there at the very front is kind of a shaded just area to sit and do work or study or do whatever you want to do outdoors. So, and, you know, giant main plaza, if you will. Right. And so what's going to happen with the hockey rink? Hockey rink, excitingly enough, is going to move to Katy Park. Okay. So we were super excited about mm-hmm. that. We're working with the league now to be able to do that. We don't want to do that when they're in season. No. So, you know, one of the things that we really early on worked with the hockey rink, hockey league to do is not take them out of business. And so they're working now to get that moved to Katy Park, the front of Katy Park. Katy Park's got parking. Katy Park's got restrooms. It has plenty of space to do that. And eventually the road to it will be fixed. Yes, that's that's coming too, right? So that way they won't, we can get that moved before we do any future construction up there. And that's kind of why Hereford Park looks a little funny right now is our agreement and, and what council's directive was, was really not to take things out of commission until we can put in new things. Right. So you see the tennis courts and you see we built half of Centennial. That's kind of the reason that that looks a little funny right now is because we're trying to not take a sport out of commission, tennis and pickleball right. or hockey until we have have new spaces for yeah and, and this allows the Rowlett Hockey Association to have a brand new hockey rink Absolutely. that they can you know I guess provide the input on how to yep. construct it with best practices Absolutely. that allow for lower maintenance costs because yep. uh, right now they're putting a lot of maintenance into they, they do the all of it right? right they do all the maintenance so staff pretty much provides the the stuff and then those guys take it off and and keep that hockey rink up and running so yep. they're amazing for that lots of new technology as well so. yes explain to me the 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 reason for the phasing and why this is on this bond election so because i know herforth is currently under construction it is Phase one is under construction now. And so council had a really long conversation about how do we finish the park? And our original plan was to phase it in over three elections. Proposition B got voted down in 2021, and this was part of that. And it's just with, with phase one under construction now, it is critical that we keep the rest of the park moving. There's going to be, it's going to kind of be in flux because there's a big section of the park that will be 
taken down and built back as event space, but we really won't be able to use it until we get these other two parts finished. Um, So council had a long conversation and really decided it was time to let our voters decide what they want to do with this part. I think another thing that, that council expressed was the preference to keep the construction crew mobilized. Absolutely. And that saves on costs as well. It also, you know, the longer we wait, the more expensive it gets. So the quicker we can knock these two other phases out, the more cost effective it is in the long run. And it's it's expensive to maintain what we currently have that isn't getting to be used. And so we can better allocate those funds to really taking some care of something that our public is proud of and a central location downtown for folks to come and hang out and have events like fireworks on Main and, you know, different things like that. So Absolutely. again, we've started construction, these pictures, we started construction on phase one and, you know, we're going to kind of remain in flux until we can get those things moved, get the, the pickleball and tennis courts moved, get the hockey rink moved and get that park up and functional. So that's why it's critical now to do that. So overall, Mayor, we have three propositions. Proposition A is $63,928,980. That's your public safety facility. Proposition B is $8.4 million, and that's our animal shelter. And then Proposition C is $4 million, and that is to finish both phases, the, the two end phases, phases two and three of Hereford Park. And we'll talk a little bit about what it cost as well. So very important, as I mentioned, CIPTF went out to the public and really asked them what their priorities were. And hands down, the top two facilities were public safety and animal services. But we knew going in that this was going to cost our voters money, right? And so Proposition A, which is public safety, has about an 8.31 cent increase, tax increase, about $208 a year to our average $250,000 homeowner. Proposition B is 1.1 cent or $27 a year. And then Proposition C is Herforth Park, and that's about a half a cent or $13 a year. So if all three projects get approved in May, it's about $76.3 million, um, which is a 9.9 cent tax increase. Rate increase. Yeah. Rate increase, yes, yeah, sorry. And that's $248 a year for a $250,000 home or $497 a year for a $500,000 home. If they're on the senior tax freeze, there is a high likelihood that it will not impact their taxes. Most of our seniors on the senior tax and freeze are at their tax limit at the the top of their rate. And so the only way it would really impact them is for some reason, the value today of their home is less than the day that they got the tax freeze. And so in most cases, we don't have, I don't believe we have very many like that. So especially with the housing climb as quick as it did just recently. So So for for the majority of our seniors who, absolutely, which the senior tax freeze takes effect, but the majority of them will not be impacted by this at all. No, sir. Another really cool feature that's on our website, rallotbond.com is, oh, there it is. Just the, popped it up. Yeah, that the tax impact estimator calculator. That's pretty cool. I, it is I, awesome. That is such a cool widget. You can you can type in your home's exact value from the recent year, and you can get the exact impact from the proposition A passing, or proposition B passing, or proposition C, or all of the above passing, and what that's going to do to your tax bill. Let's talk a little bit about the election schedule and early voting. As you know, early voting starts April 24th. 
um, runs through May the 2nd. Rockwall County residents currently are going to vote over at the Rockwall County Library. Dallas County residents are going to vote at City Hall at the Annex, like we've done in the past. And then Election Day is May the 6th. So we have a busy day that day, yes. right? Not only the bond election, but also mm-hmm. the charter election and the, the general election. And these are the voting locations for that. Rockwall County, you're going to vote at the Rockwall County Library or the Center, which is right at the corner of 66 and 205. Yep. So our last year to... To, for Rockwell County residents to vote it in Rockwell. It is. We're going to have a very exciting, by November, we should be able to vote in Rowlett, yes. right off of Dow Rock. So super yes. exciting. This is things that are coming up, right? So we have the Chamber Candidate Forum. It's Thursday, April the 13th at 7 p.m. We are going to have a public meeting at City Hall about the upcoming city elections, both facilities, charter, and general election. And that'll be Wednesday, April the 19th from 630 to 8. So it'll be in person. We will Facebook Live it. We'll be there to do the full presentation and answer questions from the public. We're going to do a facilities tour. You asked about this earlier on April the 22nd. We will start at 10 a.m. sharp at the police station. As you know, you just can't walk around the police station. So we're going to have somebody there doing tours, really showing people around and showing them what goes on. And then we will move over to the animal shelter, I think, at about 1130 and be able to do a tour of the animal shelter behind the scenes as well. So somebody will give a tour and kind of show what we're up against at each of those facilities. And then early voting and voting election day. Yep. Amazing. And then some of us will be out there during the, during the polls. Um, I'll be out there a few times to answer questions from anybody who has any of the bond election and the other, you know, charter election and all of that. So our our residents should have gotten a postcard in the mail. So we mailed that last week. I think it either came Thursday or Friday or may come today. And then there's another one coming. So I know some residents got it on Thursday because they sent me a message. So um, there's another one coming about the third week of April that'll Mm -hmm. hit everybody's mailboxes just to remind folks to go vote. Um, so important to, to participate in this election. Absolutely. And then this election information, we have a website. You saw our website. It's rowlettbond.com that is specific to the bond election and has even more information than you and I talked about today and pictures and videos of, of all the different facilities. And then, of course, if you have any questions about any of this, um, there's the email there, buildingourfutureatrowlett.com. Or you can email and or you can email me at meritrala.com. But absolutely, buildingourfuturerala.com is the best place to go if you have questions. Comes directly and to me. Angie will, <laughs> will answer you personally. I will, absolutely. Um, so is there anything else about the bond propositions? I think that's it. I really want to see our public participate in these tours. I think it's super important that our residents really see what we're up against. We have some real challenges and we're doing our best to, to keep the walls together until this happens. But we have some real challenges up ahead of us, especially with our growth. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for tuning in and keep in touch with what's going on in the bond election. Go to rallet.com forward slash vote or rallet bond.com to learn more. Thank you. Thanks, Mayor.